Hey, how you doing? This is Vinny Spumoni, and I got a little secret for you. I know you can find our podcast everywhere, but if you want to become a friend of the family, become a patron on the Podbean platform. We got some exclusive content for you over there. The family's growing, and there's plenty of room for you at the table. I'll see you there, or else. In today's episode of That Taxi Podcast... What do you want to talk about in the greeting? I'm too stoned and <laughs> yeah, drunk to fucking talk. You talk. You I'll only just had listen. two drinks. I know. I didn't have any coffee today. I've had my jaw wired shut. I've had six broken ribs. I've in the last six years that you've been doing this, holy so, smokes. I've had numerous Wild, events, wild West. Literally the wild, wild west. Is it like Yellowstone? <laughs> I have seen everything from dildos and vibrators and purses to strap-ons. Are you not allowed to have that in the club? <laughs> Is that I one don't... of those things like a gun? You can't have it? You, even if it's concealed, you can't have a, a dildo? You oh, can't have a concealed strap-on? I, it, <laughs> it was more the smell that caught me. Oh, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> that's what you're talking oh. I was wondering if you've ever turned away someone who was, wasn't dressed enough as a female to <laughs> yes i have what was that what was that describe <laughs> it describe what she looked like phone number? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their <laughs> other podcasts. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. Uh, okay, well, let's go. Up we go. goes on and on my friend some people started singing i'm an old cow hand from the rio Grande. is that a song yeah what did that guy want a dollar by any chance uh yeah i heard you saying what yeah, what saying, well, <laughs> hello there good sir hello how, how was, are uh, you i'm doing all right um how was your week how's things going not too bad Anything exciting? No, nothing at all. Well, there goes our greeting. <laughs> Have a good one. See you next week. See you, see you next week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what do you want to talk about in the greeting? I'm too stoned and <laughs> yeah, drunk to fucking talk. You talk. I'll you only had two drinks. I know. I didn't have any coffee today, so. Oh. Because I have to go to bed. When? When I when we get home. So when to, we're done. Let's here? wrap this up. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to be on the 3 a.m. flight or the 5 a.m. flight. Why? Where are you going? I'm going somewhere. Where? Prison. They're flying you out? Yeah. <laughs> Is it you riding with a marshal or something? Yep. I'm going to be like that movie. What? That movie with, uh, uh, what's that dude's name? It was in Raising Arizona. 
Who's in Raising Arizona? Oh, oh, Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage yeah, you mean in Con Air? Yeah. I'm <laughs> taking you out to. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did you do? What do you mean? What crime did you? No, commit? I'm going to see my old lady mom. My mom, old lady. All of that sounded bad. Why? Your your old lady mom. My mom. She's an old lady. Okay. She's ninety something. Ninety two. Oh. She's ninety one. Your mom is ninety one years old. Yes, she is. And she wow. lives by herself. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's been a yurt. She she lives in an igloo. What is a yurt? It's popular here. Right. It's this... like a wooden igloo, basically. It's like is it a... a wooden igloo? Yeah, isn't it like a dome-shaped kind of teepee thing? Uh, hey, Google, show me images of a yurt. Oh, no, that's a penis. <laughs> Google. <laughs> yurt. <laughs> yurt. <laughs> so, uh... No, I'm going back for Mother's Day. Mother's Day is Sunday. Oh, that's right. Mother's Day is on Sunday. David doesn't love his mother. Like I love his mother. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cricket, you should say something there. <laughs> but Noah. Noah. No. Yeah, did he have an arc? There we go. Let's get those cylinders firing. <laughs> you guys gonna do anything special for Mother's Day? Uh I'm probably gonna take her out Saturday because trying to go out on a Sunday with your mother is a pain in the ass. Okay, yeah. Because that line at McDonald's can be pretty fucking long. <laughs> in the drive-thru, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that you get to do something uh, for Mother's Day. Ready to spin the wheel? Well, we're not going to spin the wheel today. Uh, no, I today, spin the wheel. I know. We can do that next week. But today, next we have week. we have a special guest. Special guest. We had a wonderful interview with Miranda, who Miranda. is a... Bouncer. Aha, I said it. She's yes, a she's a bouncer in town. She's very bouncy. And uh, we'd like to play that for you right now. Here we go. Let's play it. Okay. Oh, Lord. I think you're going to cut that part out. No, I'm putting all that shit in. The bouncy part? All of it. <laughs> I'm totally putting the bouncy part in. People can see what I have to deal with. <laughs> in the dark and fuzzy. Hey, that's never been proven. And, and now I know why I don't let you in the club. Right. Yeah. yeah right. So Miranda is with us today. Miranda is a bouncer door person at a very popular club in town. I am. I am. And how um, long have you been doing this? Um. So I have been with this club for five years. I've been doing this for about the last twelve. Oh. Okay. You did it for a little while, and then you left, and then you just came back. I've always been there on the weekends. Oh, okay. I left for a short period of time as I was finishing up my degrees. Okay. Were you doing it at a different club before? So I started this in Montana at a really small bar out there. And if you guys know anything about Montana, it's a totally different scene. Oh, yeah. People are allowed to carry in the bar. People are allowed to do an extreme amount of things that we aren't allowed to do here. Mm -hmm. People fight. <laughs> at least once a night mm -hmm. i've had my jaw wired shut i've had six broken ribs I've in the last six years that you've been doing this you've, you've not these... not here but when in i Montana. first started oh, okay, in montana yeah. holy so smokes i've had numerous wild, wild west literally the wild wild west is it like yellowstone <laughs> i mean yeah you do you do see ranch boys you see when they come in and Fake they cowboys they and ranch boys basically yeah yeah my sister lives in billings so i know exactly what you're talking mm -hmm. about we we see them. They're they're a little snobby. They're a little weird. They're kind of funny to watch as they drink and then try and fight because mm -hmm. they can't fight for the life of them. 
what drew you to wanting to do this kind of work specifically? Did you fall into it? I uh, did fall into it. Okay. I started out as a bartender. Uh, and then... And you chose that over bartending. I did choose it over bartending for, for a variety of reasons. One, I protect women. Sure. I protect women from situations like I was in when I first turned 21. Uh-huh. I protect them from <laughs> creepy dudes. I protect them from predators who will attempt to get them very, very intoxicated and take them home. Can you see them when they come in? Can you see who they are? Like, can you, like, we can sense whether somebody has money in their pocket or not. I read people really, really well. So you can see this guy who's coming in with the intent to... Uh... I always attempt to read them, whether it's the 30 seconds that I talk to them or if it's just how they walk up to me because I watch everything Mm -hmm. i have denied hundreds of people based on a feeling like especially if they're aggressive a little too creepy um if they're a little too shifty if they've got like a jerk that indicates that they might be on something might be looking Mm -hmm. to do something that is not followed by our rules yeah i will deny them automatically from entering we were talking about this in a previous episode where there are some people who come out just to fuck things up yeah they're just that's how they have fun. There are other people who come out to get laid, other people who come out to get wasted, other people come out to fuck shit up. Yep. So, and it's it's the guys that I read that come out to fuck shit up, and I can automatically see it. And if they're young enough, I will take a little bit longer. I'll talk to them and be like, hey, you come up in here and fuck shit up. I will ruin your life. Mm-hmm. And I have many times. I have blacklisted people from downtown. I have blacklisted yeah, them from going Yeah, relationship to- with all of ours there. Oh, yes. Yeah. I am very well respected amongst the industry, especially when I say no. And th- that's something that I think both of us have observed is, first of all, that interaction that you have with people when they come up. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else who did that was Danny, looking them in the eye, talking to them, expressing your your recognition of who they are and, yep. and all that kind of stuff. And just for that, if there was somebody with ill intent, I feel like they've already walked into the bar not wanting to disappoint you. Well, and I have a, I have a lot of regulars that come in that know me. They call me auntie. They oh. call me mama. And that's because they know that I'm there to make sure that they have a good time, that they don't do anything stupid. And then if they do do some, something stupid, they usually come to be like, hey, I fucked up. I'm like, yeah. 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 Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I will either nix them for a couple of months or else we'll talk about it. Be like, hey, I'm going to let you continue to let you in, but this is what's going to happen. I hear a word, even a breath, that you fuck up again, I'm done. Yeah. But I give those people the benefit of the doubt, within reason. Mm -hmm. After that, it's all bets off. There are people that that still attempt to come into the bar that know that I will forever remember them. And I tried explaining this to somebody who asked me, how do I remember them all? For those of us who are older... If you guys remember Rolodexes, mm-hmm. I have a Rolo- I had one. Yeah, I have a Rolodex memory. Mm-hmm. I remember faces, IDs, situations, and why you got kicked out. See, I could never be a door person yeah. for that. I would forget the person's ID the minute I handed it back to them. If I kick somebody out by the next week, and I'm like, was that the guy that I? Yeah. Did? Maybe if they kicked me in the nuts, I might remember who they were. <laughs> if I saw the f- that fucker kick me in the nuts. One thing I've noticed observing you and i'm not stalking you but you know the taxi stands right we sit there, there yeah we sit there and we watch uh, you guys. is that if somebody underestimates you uh they don't do it for very long 
because <laughs> that is I a have seen you actually pick a guy up and throw him out into the street, and which surprised me. I was very impressed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, you're not a very tall person. And, I'm not. Right. So your short stature, and I think that throws people off. They think, oh, this, this girl's a pushover. I'll so just... much so that you saw that in the act of business. Mm -hmm. I've seen people just want to challenge you. Oh, constantly. Yeah constantly they'll come up and say all right here we go and they want to like throw her and then when they realize that yeah. they can't and i'm a lot stronger than i look they're like oh shit yeah. and i've had it done to me since i started and it's it's such an amusing situation because as a female bouncer people expect me to be angry when i throw people out yeah I am never angry. I've been angry once in the bar, and that was for somebody who decided that they wanted to sucker punch me. Oh, okay. And I don't, I don't deal with cheap shots, and cheap shots make me angry. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to square up, square up. Yeah. If you're going to take a real shot, make sure that you hit me with everything you got, and you better knock me the fuck out. Because if I get back up, then we're going to have an issue. Yeah. We spoke with uh, another barn uh, bouncer at one point. And, uh, he said the same thing too that he's he's never really angry. No. This was uh, Nikolai. Mm -hmm. I love Nikolai. And it's something that it was something that we did, like I did for my children. If I ever showed that I was angry, I was showing them anger to help make a point. It's kind of like George Carlin swearing. He just wasn't, you know, using profanity randomly. He had a yeah. reason why he used it when he did. And I taught my children to, when you're upset, don't try to deal with the situation. Wait until you're mm -hmm. calm. And you can show being upset, but be in control. Yeah. So. And I think that's why a lot of people have respect for you is mm -hmm. because they know you're not angry when you do this. Right. The best bouncers are like that. The, I mean, if you're, there are bouncers in town who they come to work looking for the conflict. I've seen them, yeah. And uh, it doesn't take long before they're disrespected by everybody who comes in there. And eventually, you know, they don't stick around very long. And, and my intent is never to fight, ever. Right. Because I, I hate fighting. Yes, I can fight. I fought for a very long time. However, I don't like to fight. Mm -hmm. I want them to see me, which I've done more than one situation where I've stuck my head in the middle of a fight that started. And they realize that it's me. They mm -hmm. realize that I... They don't want to let you down. No, they don't want to let yeah. me down. They don't want to make me disappointed. And then they stop and they separate mm -hmm. and leave. Yeah. I mean, there's been countless occasions where I've had to do that, especially... Because these guys are huge compared mm. to me. Yeah. Like, I'm 5'5 five five on a good day. Yeah. And I stick my head in them like, what the hell are you doing right now? You're in the middle of my club. You are in the middle of 100 people. Mm -hmm. Not only are you bringing more danger to yourself, but you're bringing danger to the others. Mm -hmm. And then they realize, oh, shit. This, yeah, that's is, this is how this is going right now. And they stop. But... It, it wasn't always this way. When I first started here, I was a nothing. Mm -hmm. They didn't know me. Nobody knew me. And I have built my reputation from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So not only that, but like they understand that I am now well-respected, well-known. Mm -hmm. I found this to be true as people have shown up in other bars and they get it into the conversation in other cities. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I work here with this person. And they're like... Oh, oh, shit, I know her. Yeah. I, know her. Yeah. I know about her. I've seen her, and I've seen her in action, or I've heard about her. Or she's kicked me out before. <laughs> exactly. I've had a lot of that. And You have a rapport with all these people that yeah. they've respected you for a long time, and that keeps the place level. It really does, and it's not something that I did quickly. 
Sure. It's taken me years, and some of these kids who just turned 21 know about me, and they come and see me, yeah. and they're like, oh, my God, are you Miranda? And then they freak out, and they take pictures, yeah. and they tell all their friends who are <laughs> older, yeah. and they do all these things realizing that I'm a real person, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of bouncers who just are, quote-unquote, not there. No. You know what I mean? They're, they almost are like invisible, not invisible. They almost don't want to be a presence in the club other than just to be there in case something goes down. Yeah. You know, it's not like saying hi to somebody or, or, or something like that. Yeah. They're just floaters. Yeah. And even the door guy, I think of the door guys at some of the other bars that I go to, um, nondescript, never really had an interaction with them that would make me remember them, you know. And that's what I have found a lot because I do show up at other places incognito and not looking like myself. I've seen that. And I like she has doing been that. stunning. Holy crap. <laughs> Sorry. I like doing that because it lets me know where people are at, what I can do better as a bouncer. How can I continue to have these interpersonal communication connections with all these customers that mm -hmm. come into my bar? Because I see other bouncers not doing it means that I'm doing something that most aren't. What's the scariest thing you ever experienced as a, as a door person or, or a bouncer? The scariest thing that I have ever experienced was, was quite a few years ago that wasn't here. I had an angry gentleman come up with a very large shotgun. A very large shotgun. Hmm. And Exposed. Exposed, fully exposed, uh -huh. and was certainly after somebody inside of the place where I had worked, mm -hmm. who was no longer there, and tried to not only overpower myself, but the bar manager at that time, and it was just something that is kept with me, especially as a female, when they have the aggression and the intention to get inside any way that they see fit. Mm -hmm. That is probably the only time that I have ever been really, really scared. Yeah. Now, here in this city... Did you know the guy? No. Okay. I didn't know him. I didn't know the person really well that okay. they were after. I didn't know a whole lot. I didn't know the backstory, and I couldn't get the person to talk to me. Huh. Now, I'm usually really good at getting people to talk to me, yeah. especially yeah. when they're angry or, you know, they're about to go off that deep end. And to get them to talk to me, calm down, realize that I don't mean them any harm. But this this was a just very different situation. Now, in Montana, there is a huge meth problem. Mm -hmm. Not unlike other places, but it's such a small town that mm -hmm. you don't, you see it more often than right. anything else. The less people, Frequent. the more probability you're going to see it. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I think that's what this person was on. And it was just really short, like, Five minute interaction. Yeah, that's and, even worse when they're on something too. Yeah. Oh yeah, but like here with with all the stuff that's happened, I've never been really scared for myself. Mm -hmm. I've been scared for other people. My biggest thing is to make sure that other people are safe before I make sure that myself is safe. And the club you work at is one of the few in town that actually do a pat down and look in women's purses. Yes. Uh, so. I was going to ask you. You've seen in a lot of women's purses. What's the funniest or strangest thing you've ever seen in someone's purse? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good one. Um, I've seen quite a bit. <laughs> um, I have seen everything from very interesting colored lubes and smells okay. to uh, dildos and 
vibrators and purses to strap-ons. Ooh. Oh, strap-on. Nice. Strap-ons were funny because I pulled it out and I kind of went ping, ping, and it kind of like bounced in the air <laughs> and we made fun of it and I had to put it back in the purse. I was like, you need to go put that away. <laughs> I found... Um... Are you not allowed to have that in the club? <laughs> Is that one of those things like a gun? You can't have it? You, even if it's concealed, you can't have a, a dildo? You can't oh, have a concealed strap-on? I, it, <laughs> it was more the smell that caught me. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that's what you're talking... Oh, okay. That's, what, that's uh, why I say interesting smells. It. Yeah, like... I have found... Um... I wonder if I had a yeast infection. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> that was our last episode. <laughs> Last episode was, was yeast we, infections. We oh talked my about God. yeast infection in my cab. Yeah, there there are a certain amount of smells that I don't allow in, and that's because I will gag. And if I gag, there's an issue. You so you Careful refuse guys who smell really bad. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I and re- women do too. I refuse guys and girls who, if I can smell you, you're not coming in. Yeah, yeah. If you smell anything of like old patchouli oil, you're not coming in. Go go put on real deodorant. If I if I smell coochie smell, you're not coming in. If I smell greasy hair or anything like that, you are not coming in. And I have actually did the parting over the Red Seas through line to talk to a specific person. You're like, you are not being allowed in because of your smell. Go take a shower. Yeah, I believe in that. I believe in telling people that you offend because they're offending. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's reasonable on the same. If you said, fuck you, you motherfucker, you smell bad. That's different. I'm usually pretty nice about it. I'm extremely honest. Well, they need to know. Do they get mad at you? Some of them do, and then they I realize. Think it's more embarrassing like, for I think it would be embarrassing. Yeah. Well, a lot of them, but, a but that's lot why of, I ask. That embarrassment can yeah. turn into sure. aggression, right. and that's a lot of the posturing we see at night when people yeah. are getting in fights. It's because they've they been, been humiliated. Well, yeah, that they. Yeah. yeah, that was the time that you saw me chuck that person into the middle of the street. Yeah. Is because I embarrassed them. I publicly embarrassed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when they argue with me about it. Like, yeah, yeah. Why? Where's this going? Or I usually ask them, "How far do you think you're going to get with that?" Or I, <laughs> like, am I going to let you in? Like, yeah. oh, you made a good point. Go ahead. Yeah. Or, and then they realize that I am the first, last, and only say to gaining access into the club. Right. And you're the one who makes that decision. You don't tell the manager or the owner or anything. This is what's going on. I do. And it'll be a communication as I am only a door person. And so all of those decisions I am supported by both the security manager and the manager of the bar. So does anybody try to go over your head? I know the owner. <laughs> All the I know time. the DJ. Okay. Oh yeah, all the time. And I'm like, great. I know him too. Yeah. Unless I get specific permission and I have names or a password, you are not getting in with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You pay like everybody else. I know that you guys used to have a. I don't know if you still do. Had a dress code where no track suits or nope. or sport sports, sports logos. We have. Oh my goodness, we have no white beaters, no do rags, no bandanas, no jerseys, no workout attire. And it's mostly aimed towards men. Right. I was just going to say, because I have seen women going into that club who are almost dressed in nothing. I mean. Well, yeah. Well, the the reason. I was wondering if you've ever turned away someone who was wasn't dressed enough as a female to. (laughs) That's a good question. Yeah. Yes, I have. What was that? that? Describe (laughs) it. Describe what she looked like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next door at the club next to us. Um, they had a rap show going on and these very interesting dressed ladies came out and one of them, all they had was like this beaded type of dress on that you could see everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if she would have bent over, you could have gone, beep, beep, 
and just stuck a finger right in the vagina. Mm. That's that's how little she was wearing. There was no wow. there was no pasties. There was no panties. There was no nothing on mm-hmm. underneath just this. Beans. Just beans. She walked through a hippie's uh, living room door <laughs> and it stuck to her. You said no. You can't I, come in. I said absolutely no. What would be your concern? Why would you say no in that house? Okay, say that she got really drunk. Say she used the men's bathroom on accident, mm-hmm. thinking that it was a female restroom. I have no control what happens to her the minute that she uses the men's bathroom. Mm-hmm. They could not only sexually assault her, but they could rape her in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any any control because it is designated as a male bathroom. Mm-hmm. What if she got sexually assaulted on the dance floor where my cameras can't see it yeah well i think that in general right just being assaulted on the dance floor in some way because someone would assume she was inviting it in that exactly that is all type and around that rape culture Mm -hmm. you only see a certain amount of it but that doesn't mean that it's okay right now those kids that have grown up you know generation x and newer they grew up in rape culture. They understand what it is, but at a certain point, they no longer care. Mm. And it's the no longer caring that I have an issue with. Does that manifest in the club when you see someone like showing that they don't care about the people that are around them? I guess that's the whole context of a fight. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. Yeah. That's part partial context of a fight. The other, the other, you know, as it initiates, and you're seeing this as not only the error around them changes, but as their aggression, as a almost a primal yeah. necessity starts kicking in. To throw down. To throw yeah, down. I know people who are just, I don't give a fuck, I'll go to jail today. Was that exactly. four or five seconds from wild? <laughs> yeah. I, there are, I've, out of their own mouths, they've said, I don't give a fuck, I'll go to jail tonight. Exactly. You know? And yeah. I've seen it too, more than my fair share. Yeah. And especially since I have been the main door person for the last, what, two and a half years, yeah. I've seen it more than I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why we started changing things so it would be less stress on me. My main job is to get people in the door for them to have a good time. Right. And I will go through, like on Halloween, I had <laughs> 1,700 people through the door. Mm-hmm. Through one door. Yeah. And that's me checking IDs. And checking that many IDs, if I had... I'd go insane. So an ID comes into your hand. Like, if you were to train me how to do it, what well, would you that... You showed me that ID that you confiscated from Oh, yeah, we want to talk about that, too. Because fake IDs are freaking interesting now. Fake IDs are hysterical, and I love them so much. Some of them are really good. No, they're not. No? Oh, well, see, then it, there you go. You know, I, I, well, I mean, me. the one she showed me, I would have never known it was fake. Yeah, exactly. it up to the blue light. Yeah, so, exactly. There, there are a couple of them that have been really, really good. But and then there have been a couple of them that are really, really bad. Show but... me one that's normal and how how you look at it. Not the fake ones. Just how you look at a normal one and retain. Here, I can give you my idea. Yours is fake. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell anybody your age, I promise. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so let's say you're looking at my ID. Do you have something to compare it with when you do? The liquor control board gives us books. Right books that shows us general basics on what an ID should look like. Right. Um, the first thing that I'm looking at is your picture. Okay. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> so, Samuel Jackson, thank you very much. Miss Jackson. Michael I'm Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> so, like, 
when I look, say, at mine, because there are variations of how the picture is, um, I'm always looking at the color. I'm looking at how it feels. Um, a lot of you guys have seen me, like, bend them. There's a reason why I do that. <laughs> when I bend them, I'm looking to make sure that there's no stretching, there's no marks, there's or no... Some crease or or creasing or anything like that. Yeah. I'm looking at how it feels when it bends. Oh, so it's like a dollar bill, you could feel the difference. Basically, yeah. I want to make sure that it's not too stiff and I don't want to make, I don't want to make sure that it's not too flimsy. I want to make right, sure that there's no creasing, there's no stretching, um, no lines, no, um, sometimes with fakes that I have pulled, the actual sticker that comes on top, when you bend it, yes. it will come off. Yeah. I am also looking at the actual color of the ID so that there's no color variance. Um, I want to make sure that the actual USA that says on it is actual. I want to make sure that the flag on it, that it's red enough and not discolored. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that there's no interesting lines that should so be there. So technically these shouldn't fade? They do, but they fade in a very specific way. Mm. You will start seeing a little bit of like uh, scratch lines on it especially if it's lived in the wallet too long or if it's been dirtied, if it's gone through the laundry, mm -hmm. you know, I've used mine as to open my car door. Sure. Or clean your windshield. I've done that too. <laughs> I've used mine to chop coke. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I thought you already had a nasal problem. <laughs> That's why. So on ours, we have emblems on the back, and when I blacklight it, there's emblems on the front. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that those are centered. I want to make sure that they all fit across the so same line. So there's like line. a watermark in them. There is a watermark, yeah. yes. For 90% of the IDs that I see, it does have that. And I want to make sure that that is centered. You just right have to get to know all those. Yes, and I know all of the states. Wow. And I've memorized them because I've seen them so much. Hmm. Now, I see more states than others especially living in a type of college town that yeah. we do and, and a transient we get, town we get a lot of people from all around the u.s we do yeah and so i see everything yeah so who do you think you pull ids fake ids from more men or or females uh it's depending on the year it's a 50 50 ratio okay this year has been a i've pulled more ids from men than i have women Okay. as of right now but mm -hmm. we're not even halfway through the year yet yeah. uh would you say they're regular well they wouldn't be adults but they're all college kids so i guess that's a dumb question <laughs> so well a bunch of them are college kids and high school kids thinking that they can pull a fast one yeah and i have nailed more than my fair share of high school kids. how about an adult who has a fake id there's reasons why they might do you ever run into something like that i have i had a about a year ago, just as we were starting to open back up fully, I had a full-blown adult have a fake ID. Now, there are very, very few situations on where I let that go. Mm -hmm. For this situation, I did end up confiscating it from them. They attempted to explain to me very aggressively that it was for their own protection. It is not illegal to have a novelty ID. The minute that they go to use it to gain access into an establishment that is 21 and over, then it becomes illegal. And that would be impersonating somebody. That is impersonating somebody else that is, it's a fraudulent ID. Okay. So basically what it is, is committing fraud. Right, okay, okay. Now, when I did confiscate this ID, 
Um, she did bring back her actual passport with her legal birth name. So she was legitimately protecting herself with a fake identity? Yes, she was. And I guess she had gained access into another establishment. However, I would not let her in, nor would mm -hmm. I give her her ID back. So she did end up calling the cops, which I have the majority of them do, just to make sure that I'm not seeing things and I'm not, you mm -hmm. know, confiscating something I shouldn't. Right. She called the cops? Or... Yep, yeah, she okay. called the cops. Yeah. So um, do you ever have a concern that sometimes bouncers or whatever, once confiscating those fake IDs, use them or sell them or take advantage of, of having them in some way? The majority of us live under a code. It's an unspoken rule among bouncers that we are generally protecting the population as a whole. But you haven't run into anybody who, any um, of your staff that maybe steals them? Or... No, no, okay. no, no. I know every fake idea I have ever confronted. Sure, there's that too, that you would remember those. Yeah, okay. And they go into a box. Oh, okay. And when they go into that box, a certain amount of those I turn over to the liquor control board. They will use those to train other people. Mm -hmm. If I should ever find somebody who's actually doing it and stealing them mm -hmm. and turning them over for a profit. <laughs> well, that would be I'd... kind of hard to do because the newer ones that are good have that picture embedded in them. So Even regardless, yeah. even if they have a picture embedded. Would you be able to them... take the picture out and put like my picture in one? or That would be noticeable, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, a lot of it because of the microprinting and the, it's almost like a um, a watermark picture. I've seen them redone. I had a kid in, in the cab. He was talking to his dad, um, and he was explaining to his dad how good his ID was that he could take it into a grocery store and they could scan it, and it comes up as the information that's provided. Yes. He paid two hundred dollars for his uh, ID. I've still confiscated IDs like that. Yeah. I've confiscated. So he was able to buy alcohol. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, if, if you're going to be dumb enough to get a fucking fake ID, don't go to places who have designated door staff. I suppose, yeah. Right. That's I, why the grocery store guy doesn't, he doesn't care. He's just checking no. the date. That's that's why I was asking well, about that. Well, and they don't, like, they don't get as much slap on the hands like we do. If Liquor Control Board were to ever find that I let in a minor, mm -hmm. knowingly or unknowingly, it is a huge fine yeah. and a mark against my liquor license at the bar. Hmm. I could lose my job. Do you remember that. Big Tom? I loved him. Yeah, he worked the door at the yep. same place. And the Liquor Control Board sent a kid in yep. who was 17, and it passed his hands. And Thomas uh, was devastated, mm -hmm. devastated, absolutely devastated that he yep. did not catch that. I remember that. Yeah. And I have never knowingly let in a minor. I may have missed a fake in my time. Well, I think you're old You were school, telling then. me you were getting a bounty for each one you get. I do get a bounty. From the bar? Yep. Oh, nice. That's good to know. The owner does that? Gives yes. You... Yeah, nice. So I make extra, I make a really good extra pay a year on that. Yeah. Have you uh, ever confiscated an ID that turned out to be real? Yes, I have. Okay, that's a good question. Um, I have confiscated all of three of them that were actual real IDs. Um, the reason for this last one, actually, you were sitting there when when the cop pulled up. I had two separate IDs that they were checking out. One happened to be an actual ID, but a pass off from his older sibling. The oh. second one, oh. because he could not answer me, could not give me any of the data on his ID. That's why I confiscated. 
confiscated it. Mm -hmm. After it was confirmed that it was his ID, it was a realized ID, then I make up for it. I will, I usually cover their cover and their first drink. Oh, sure. sure. Easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Easy. I want them to come in. I accept You're that. You're still I doing the right up. thing both time, both yeah. ways, you know, making well, and, sure. And I explain to them, hey, I'm not super certain on this. I might have another pair of eyes look at it or I'd be like, hey, call the cops. And yeah. if I have a cop right there in front of me, I'm sure. going to hand it over to yeah. them. Because if it was my ID and I know it's real, I would call the cops. Yeah. And I'm not mad. I get it. So there was that one, and then the time before it happened to be an Illinois ID. And I haven't seen a whole lot of them at that point. And I was like, I don't fucking know if this is real. Yeah. So the guy was super cool about it, fucking understood what was going on, called the cops, ran to his truck, brought me back his passport. Right, right. I was like, oh, shit, you know, I fucked up. Hey, let me make this right. And I covered his cover in his yeah. first drink. Yeah. He still comes in. We laugh about it now. Mm -hmm. And he and, At least he understood. Well, know? yeah, and then he accepted my apology, and he goes, yeah, you fucked up. It fucking happens. We're all human. Sure. I had a girl that I dropped off at one of the one of the bars, and she got out of the cab, but then she said, she kept her hand on the window, and she said, hang on a second. I just want to see if my ID will work. I had to sit there and wait to see if she got in or not. That's great. She got in, you know, so. It wasn't at mine, right? No, no, no. Oh, it was God. It was next door. Ah, that sucks for door. her. I actually drew a cartoon of it. Yeah. Well, it could have been expired or something. I think it was well, a fake. Even with ex expired IDs, like there's a certain amount of things that I'm going to ask for, like paperwork. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have it. Show me that you have an ID on the way. Here's well, yeah. The paperwork on it. yeah. Like, I don't care if you have a printed version or if it's... Yeah, some people do, though. Like a screenshot of it. And most of the time they have it. I'm like, great, you're legal. Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. That's it. And if they're older than I am, I'm like, okay, you do you have a DUI? Oh, that's right. If I'm, they have a DUI, they're probably on probation. I like think I've told this story before, but we were in a <laughs> restaurant and then we ordered drinks and she asked to see my ID and I go, hey, look, I'm getting carded. You know, I'm acting all funny. And she goes, yeah, I was going to check to see if you qualify for the senior discount. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gee, thanks for killing my mood. <laughs> oh, little ego got slapped. I know, we need to be stroked every now and then. <laughs> Time is more particularly. Yes. Okay, I can't tell you the last time that I was ID'd for anything. Mm -hmm. In the 100-mile radius of here, I've never been ID'd because everybody knows me. Sure. Which is, is Even in the grocery store or gas station, you're not ID'd? Oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. ID'd here. Yeah. I walk in and they're like, oh, hey, Miranda. Oh, well, like, yeah, hey. that's true. You live right by this one. Well, yeah, I live yeah. right by this one, but none of them ID me. Yeah. The last time I was ID'd, I was in Vegas. Oh, sure. But... We go into this place not far from here. <laughs> we all sit down, and this waitress comes over, and I order a drink, and so does my mother. And my kid is sitting there, and he orders, you know, a soda or whatever. And she looks at my mother and goes, can I see your ID? And she looks at me, and I was like, do you want to see mine? She goes, no, Miranda, you're good. I was like, fuck. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. In the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Or we will play the guessing game, and I love playing the guessing game, especially with my child. Hmm. Now, my child is not that old, nor is he drinking age. However, everybody seems to think that he's older. He does look older, though. I know this, but still. Yeah. They... How old is he? 15. 15, yeah. I remember him telling me he was 15 because he asked how old I was, or how old he was, and I said, well, you're probably 21 if you're hanging out at the bar like this. <laughs> and he said, I'm 15. I'm like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> He does not look 15. And he no. doesn't, and you know what? He doesn't interact with people like he's 15. No, he really yeah. doesn't. And that's... He does a good job talking like a normal adult, but he seems very uh, 
uh, in control and a very respectful and conversational type person, which would be great for a door person. My main concern is when I had my son was, I think he just turned 21. He's like, I want to be a bartender, dad. And this thing, because <laughs> all my, all the people that I knew would have taken him in in an instant. Sure. Taxi David's son. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But being a bartender, aside from all the emotional issues that you might deal with, there's a lifestyle. There's a lifestyle that comes with being a bartender and it involves drinking and sometimes it's drugs and sometimes it's sex and sometimes it's all kinds of things that you can get addicted to and, and get out of control with. That's what I was most afraid for for my son. But that's what I was passing on to him is like, I'd be, I'd be more worried that you'd get sucked into the drinking and the drugs and the everything that's in that comes with being a bartender. Yeah. You'd be better off going to college doing and then he told me what he was interested in and i don't know what the name of it was and i was like oh shit you're fine you're not going and saying like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i don't even choice yeah i'm gonna go work on cars you know no and his was intense his was like what you're that smart well and that's because that gave him an option yeah um thank you for meeting with us well i got a lot to work with yeah okay so now my now my question is to you because you guys have seen me do a lot. What is your absolutely favorite thing that you have ever seen me do as a bouncer? Well, On the door. Easy, mine's easy. It's throwing it's the guy into the fucking out. street. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing that I've seen you do. I think I take joy in watching you looking them in the eye and talking to them. Uh, even the biggest, meanest, scruffiest looking scrapper. Um, that you square up with them, but in an open way. Yeah. I, I take pleasure in seeing, and, and I'm going to use the word manipulation. Is that not a nice thing to say? No, I think Because I think you're having an influence, and then they're going in, and I'm sure their behavior's different than what it was at the door. Oh, and I like seeing that. The psychological thing I like. So, all right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate, appreciate you and the job you do. Yeah, definitely. That was pretty informative. I didn't realize that she had started out in Montana, the rough and tumble wild, wild west. Yeah, that's just where she started working. But it sounds like it's a dangerous place to go drinking. We don't have places like that here. That's, uh, well, Tony's. Yeah, but you can't carry. No. I mean, that that seems really like a bad idea. Yeah. To allow carrying. Well, I know there's at least one bar in Colorado who does that as well because the bar owner is a politician and she says, open carry in here because she's you know the republican candidate yeah but regardless of your political leaning somebody walking into a bar and drinking and becoming surly and now they have a weapon right uh that's that's just common sense she got hurt over there she got uh she said her jaw wired shut yeah and uh six broken ribs so sounds like a dangerous place I'm sure she handled herself well there, yeah. but I'm sh- well, it I can see why I'd rather bounce here than there. It obviously didn't deter her, though. No, no. Yeah. A lot of bartenders will tell you they've gotten hurt or stabbed or punched or mm-hmm. cracked a rib. Or, yeah. And I imagine that's few and far between, but those are the exceptions. you know. And she actually started as a bartender. She said she gravitated toward bouncing to yeah. protect women. Well, I guess you could protect women as a bartender, too, right? Yeah, but you're a little more focused on just getting the drinks out there. Whereas if you're the door person or, or security walking around, you can keep an eye on how women are being treated. Yeah. And I see that, uh, what she was talking about. I see that at the door. I see them mm-hmm. hug her. She said something about they call sure. her auntie and mama and right. all this kind of stuff. And she does exude that com- comfort. Yeah. to. Uh, and she also mentioned that uh, she can tell when someone has ill intent. 
which is like the same kind of yep. sixth sense we have, mm-hmm. where you can tell when someone isn't on the up and up. So yep. if she sees someone going in, she can either warn them or keep an eye on them or, you know. I think this comes with any job that you deal with the public on a mass number, you know, yeah. people coming past. Yeah, you can't be oblivious to the public when yeah. you're working with the public. Yeah. you connect with them. Mm-hmm. or And even if you're not trying, you're just going to sense some things. It's just reality. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought it was interesting. I thought the I mean, whole... It could be an offhand comment you hear them make to somebody else or, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's even as simple as the way a guy looks when he walks in the bar. You yeah. follow him around and you can see something's not you right. You follow guys around in the bar, huh? If you're a bouncer, you would. Well... Or you. Yeah, I think you're implying something. No, I'm not. I would never imply that. Yeah. You know, and she's talking about how she's bouncing people out and keeps her emotions in check. She doesn't do it out of anger. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what we have to deal with, too. Yeah, you have to keep level-headed. Right. Well, we know drivers that do fly off the handle. I've seen drivers pull people out of a cab and try to fight them. There was one guy who actually, that was his M.O. He would get people pissed off and fight them. It was just something he did. I've seen people who do that. Their whole intent of going out is to have fun and get drunk. Yeah, like we were talking about. To get a, to yeah. get a fight yeah, that's or, their, or cause problems. <clears throat> that is their fun. But it's kind of weird that I have never thought about uh, checking IDs, how every state is different. You have to kind of have a knowledge of. That was at impressive. least a basic knowledge of what other states. It's still overwhelming to me. Like yeah. that's I was oh, yeah. telling her, I would forget people's IDs yeah. instantaneously. Well, then, you know? and that makes sense. If you were had a fake ID and were trying to use it in the state, wouldn't you make your fake ID from like Iowa or Ohio or sure. something? Yeah. Right. So that it has the basic stuff <clears throat> and it looks legit. Yeah, and that's the part that I thought was interesting was fake IDs. You can have fake IDs all you want, knock uh-huh. yourself out, but the minute you use it, you're fraud. You're you're committing a fraud, right? And which makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Like, so I could have my ID that says McLovin as long <laughs> as I don't use it, <laughs> right? Yeah, from uh, Super Bad. Super Bad. And and her confidence was very reassuring. I appreciated that, uh, and that she loves her job. That was we interviewed Marcy, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how sh- she had confidence. Yeah. To me, it's kind of funny that well, not funny, but interesting that. The way Marcy exudes her confidence is a different way than Miranda does presenting her confidence. Yeah, confidence comes in lots of different forms. I think Marcy's is more uh, gentle, subtle. Yeah, yeah, and Miranda's is right out there. And I, I think with her, her what she does for a living, yeah. working the door, you have to show that confidence. Yeah. Everybody walking by has to know that energy. Well, you, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't be timid and be uh, a bouncer. I don't no. think. Yeah, I was uh, glad to interview her. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. She's quite interesting. Yeah. You know, our interview was actually over an hour, yes. and uh, I had to whittle it down to what we have right there. I had 30. to whittle, too. I was trying to get you. <laughs> Thomas had to go to the bathroom really bad at the end, and he's in the back seat making hand signals. Like, <laughs> cut it, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But uh, thank you, Miranda. That was a thank great you, interview. Miranda. I learned a lot, so. Yeah. All right, kids, uh, we will see you guys next week. All righty. Have a good night. Hasta la vista. Hasta la pizza. Hasta la later. Thanks for coming along with us on That Taxi Podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode, and you can find us on Spotify 
wherever you download your podcasts. Wherever you download this podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. We want your thoughts, ideas, and feedback on today's episode. So please contact us. And we really do want you to contact us at thattaxipodcast.com, at Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week. See you next week.